well, here's today's big dirty secret. We didn't feel like doing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Let's go. Hardly even want to be here. <laughs> and we weren't inspired. We're thinking, what topic are we going to deliver on today? And we're like, I don't know. I'm not inspired, not feeling it. And then we're like, well, should we make something up? And we're like, no, it doesn't feel authentic to us. Dude, one thing that's so hard to do is like talk about something and harp on things that we've already talked about and just do that over and over. And I know some people really care about, you know, specific metrics in an e-commerce store, but let's be real, dude. Sometimes in your marketing, you don't always want to show up. That's true. Dude, today is one of those days, you know, we're right in the middle of some unrest. Um, We've had a long yet productive day, good day here at work. Yeah. But when it comes time to sit down and and drop some some knowledge bombs, some nuggets, I'm just feeling a little a little empty. And you know what? We wanted to share that because I think there's this need to always be on, always be performing in front of people, especially if you have some kind of platform where people are viewing you and looking at you from if you're in a leadership role, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's this need to always be on and perform. I don't know if need's the right word, uh, but a pressure maybe that mm-hmm. we put on ourselves. And today we're like, let's just remove that pressure. Let's be honest mm-hmm. and say we don't really want to be here, but I think there's a big value in still showing up and doing things, even if you don't feel like doing them. Yeah. Because we value the consistency and showing up day in and day out. I mean, we wouldn't do this forever, obviously, right? Because we'd hate <laughs> business. But there are times in the business that uh-huh. we don't want to show up to certain things. But we have to anyways. Dude, and sometimes, you know, our whole goal in this is to, well, our whole goal as a business, as a company, has always been to empower and liberate. We're equipping people to be successful. And sometimes you don't need to hear Three to five ad hacks. No. Because we've we've covered that a few times. We've given really good principles. And for us to do that over and over just feels just feels redundant. But you know what was one thing we shared in today's team meeting that, you know, is valuable to people right now is like, hey, we're in the middle of a little bit of craziness. We don't know who is going to lead this country. We don't even know how this country is going to react depending on the result. And we're still showing up and we're like, you know, one thing I I extended to the team, I said, guys, regardless of your beliefs, your opinions, you know, we all vote for different people for what it's worth. Nothing's going to change here. This is still a safe, loving environment. And we work with all kinds of different peoples, with all kinds of different beliefs. But you know what? We're still going to show up here and we're still going to chase the common goal. Not only are we going to show up, Rob, we're still going to show up respectfully, work well together, and there's no weird conflict. And we're going to thrive. We're going to thrive together. And so for, for people who are, you know, thinking about their business, maybe they're feeling anxious, you know, specifically about the times. Maybe you don't want to show up. Maybe you don't feel motivated. Maybe you're distracted. Just show up. Stay in the process. You know, one thing you said earlier is um, that reminded me of something I read today. 
going through the book, Good to Great, again. We read that. I read that like four years ago. But you said you, there's like Time, this. Let, this me, let, me, let me just stop you. <laughs> After you, We read it four years ago. That's when we were just starting out in business. And probably a lot of the principles went over our head. We didn't fully grasp mm-hmm. them because I'm big on learning things as you need them, mm-hmm. not taking in all the information if you're not going to use it yet, but gaining new information as you need it and can use it. Yeah. Going through it again four years later, are you noticing you're consuming it differently? There's different insights you're pulling from or what's that like? Dude, honestly, a lot of it affirms what has felt natural to me, mm. which, which is it, that feels good. You know, it's talking about this level five leader and I'm reading through it and I'm like, you know, if we're, I have a natural tendency yeah, a, to fall in that. I'm it, a level 10 leader. <laughs> <Just kidding>. no, <laughs> but so back to what I was saying. No, no, no. You, you're avoiding the question. You said you, it, it affirms a lot of what you believe. Yeah, okay. Well, so you want d- me to answer I that I want you first. to dive into it a little more. Well, one of the nuances of a level five leader um, is that. There's this idea that they're trying to define, you know, what is what is a level five leader? What is a good leader? And they're trying to come up with all these descriptive words for what that is. You know, is it a selfless leader? No, not necessarily. They show selflessness at certain times. But, you know, that sounds too weak for what we see. And the whole idea of the book is that they've picked out, you know, 11 of these top performing companies, they had all this criteria and they're really, really excellent companies. And then they're finding commonalities and also things that contrasted between good companies versus great companies. Mm. Um, So one thing that that was a a funny thing that showed up in the data is all the good leaders, the level five. (laughs) Did you fart and burp at the same time? (laughs) No, dude, it was just a burp. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) the way you responded, all the level five leaders, the reason I responded that way is because I, I thought I could stop it, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so the level five leaders all had this commonality of they all said, they they all kept saying they were lucky. And then they, these guys are trying to work mm. off of zero emotion, but pure data. And they're like, well, how, what do we do with that? We can't use that as a descriptive for a, a descriptive uh, word for a level five leader. Like they're lucky. Yeah, no but then, gonna, then no one can attain that. But they dug a little bit deeper and they said, you know, all these great leaders that are leading great companies, you know, they have a certain tendency, you know, when things um, are going well to chalk it up to like it was a blessing. It was lucky. Mm. It wasn't all about me. It's it's ah. this idea of uh, looking through a window or a mirror and guess what? The good company or yeah, the good companies, not the great companies. Basically, it was this idea that. When things happen good, a great leader is exalting his team. He's mm. he's not trying to take all the credit for himself, but he's uh, he or she is kind of like looking at the full picture and saying, you know, acknowledging who contributed to that and, you know, even this X factor of feeling like, you know, we got lucky. Mm. But in the contrasting companies that were just good, they um, – they oftentimes looked at similar circumstances as being unlucky. So it was actually just this lens of like a good level five leader is saying that uh, things happen for me. And just a good, uh, sorry, a great leader says that all of this happened for my benefit. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was a challenge or a good thing, 
and then the good leaders are just saying like you know they're they're uh have tendencies of blaming people when things go bad and when things go good they they try and take all the ownership on their own whereas a great leader says when things go bad how can i be better that's where the mirror is mm -hmm. it's like two different perspectives on good and bad and opposite responses you know when things yeah. are good they're saying hey it's not all me it's the whole team when things are going bad they're saying you know what i have extreme ownership in this and you know there's probably some things i could have done to do that better but the good God, leader that's the, a good principle yeah i'm beating it gold. i'm beating it to death now just saying the same thing over and over but then the other person who's not a great leader who's only a good leader says when things are going well it's all me when things are going bad i'm have a hundred things to blame so I'm glad I asked you that, dude, because that was a good tangent. And that's something I recognize is something that we have a natural tendency towards. So that's yeah. why I'm saying it's affirming. But now, going back to my original yeah, point. Let's get back to where you were headed. Is you said there's this pressure to feel um, like you always got to show up. You always got to be motivating and have mm. this certain charisma. A great leader doesn't necessarily have a, a, a charismatic personality. Mm. They have very charismatic values, goals, principles, standards. You know, it, th somebody having a good person, I feel like you, you show up and you can, you can rally the team. You can get under people's skin. You can make them excited and really get them going. You I mean, feel mean like I can either piss them <laughs> off or I can no, make them a, excited in a good get way. under their skin in a good way. Well, in a good way, it, there's a nice tension there sometimes. Sometimes you call people out, and I like that. I see what so you're saying. So I would say you have a pretty charismatic personality. That it's not required. That, it's not a requirement. It, yeah. it can be there. It doesn't have to be there. Mm -hmm. What does matter is your goals, your standards, you know, for us to demand excellence in every single campaign that Shopanova launches, that's a, that's yeah. charismatic in itself. Yeah. And there's, there's actually not a huge pressure for us to show up like puppy dogs on every well, team yeah, meeting. And, and and we've talked about this before. You don't got to go and just pump someone up mm -hmm. artificially. That'll only last a few hours and then they're back down to where they were. And that's another thing where you maybe thought you made that up, but that was in a book we read four years ago. So now going through it again, it's like, Oh, Oh, maybe that's where I learned it. Maybe I learned it there and I didn't even give credit where credit was due. Thanks, Jim's Con Jim Collins. <laughs> I <laughs> thought I made that up. I always accidentally call him Phil Collins. Oh, what? shoe dog. I think he's the guy that sings. You can feel it in me. Who is tonight. Oh, Phil Knight. Phil Knight was. <laughs> Phil Knight was the Nike shoe dog. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're getting our, uh, our um, leaders mixed up now. But one thing I do feel like would be worth mentioning is just um, on that line of having hope even though external circumstances are feel out of control. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about Victor Frankel, who's a Holocaust survivor. And he, you know, as far as a human goes, there's not much more you could strip from a person than what the people in the Jewish Holocaust went through. Yeah. 
you know, they weren't able to eat. They were extremely mentally, you know, and physically abused in many, many ways. And, and absolutely everything was taken away from them. All of their external circumstances were out of their control. One thing where he found one little bit of power, and actually this was like kind of a, a will to survive and a will to, uh, you know, find happiness was the one thing they can't take from me is my ability to choose this situation for myself mm. and him being in his head being like, okay, I can't even imagine what happened in those, in yeah, those camps, crazy. but you know, for him to just be able to say, this is what it is. These are my external circumstances. These are out of my control, but I'm not choosing this. Yeah. There's actually power in that. And I think when we can kind of take ownership of that, it makes our external circumstances feel a lot less scary because we do have a lot of choice in the way we live our lives and the way we run our businesses. And more than anything, um, our perception plays a much bigger role in how we physically feel about things than what's actually happening. To sum that up, guys, you don't need a hype, man. You just <laughs> need to understand the power of choice that you have within you. Yeah. That's good, dude. I say you wrap it up. Yeah, dude. Um, wrap it up, Rob. I'll just wrap it up because we don't we don't have anything to prove here. We do we do have a huge value in showing up for you guys, being consistent, um, being authentic. Uh, yeah, it feels a little weird to, to show up without much of a topic. So I actually do hope you did find some encouragement, um, some value in this. You know, and even just I, I've always appreciated the ability to not just view a. a company that's doing well and, and try to mimic all the good things that they're doing. But if I, if I can actually see some of the struggles they're going through, I'm like, Oh, you know, that's how they, Oh, they're humans. They're humans. And that's how they got to where they are. And, uh, you know, it's okay that I'm human too. So being a little vulnerable, sharing some of that today, um, is valuable in its own way. Sorry. We didn't have like a ton of huge e-commerce nuggets for you guys. Don't apologize. Just kidding. Weak. just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not apologizing. Sounding weak. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we'll show up refreshed, ready to go. But I uh, hope you guys are out there having a wonderful, wonderful day. And we'll catch you next time.